We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Pike Pass Sooner Post Game Show. Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Also brought to you in part by Coca-Cola. New season, new Coke Zero Sugar. Now, the Pike Pass Sooner Post Game Show. It is over in Waco. Baylor knocks off the Sooners today. Final score 27 to 14. The playing surface here at McLean Stadium covered with Baylor fans who have rushed the field. Dave Aranda was asked, by the way, after the game by television about kicking that final field goal. He says he did it for tiebreaker implications for the Big 12 championship. We're trying to look up where exactly that would factor in. Willing to certainly consider that if that is uh, the case. 
Brom's Fresh Market now offers online order pickup at your local store. Grab your groceries curbside in as little as 15 minutes from the time you place your order. Download the Brom's Fresh Market online ordering app to get started or order online at orders.broms.com. Use code GET5 for $5 off your first order. Teddy, what did we see here today? Well, that was wild. Um, a weird ending to a game that, let's call it how it is, Baylor, Baylor dominated that game. Uh, they played really good on the line of scrimmage both sides. Penalties cost us. Um, we just couldn't get it going offensively and credit Baylor like you know we've been talking about that defense and um, they had a heck of a game I mean, we tried Spencer quarterback Caleb Williams wasn't having a, a great day a couple of interceptions were costly it, it was just a game that you know you can't really point to one play here or there that was really the difference it was, it was just a team that was better today than we were Quite a scene down below us. I think we'll have some interesting remarks in the post-game press conferences. Chris and Gabe have headed to the locker room. The Sooners have to regroup and regroup quickly. Iowa State next week, Oklahoma State after that. And the race for Arlington has just tightened up. We will run down the updated standings and what the implications are for Oklahoma for the chase for a seventh consecutive Big 12 title coming up on the post-game show. Sooner post-game show is brought to you by Pike Pass. Hey, Sooners, don't get past, get Pike Pass. This is Sooner football from Learfield. From the four-yard line, they need two for a first down, four for a touchdown. There's the snap. Bohannon looks right, throws toward the end zone. Incomplete. He missed it. Intended for Tyquan Thornton. He threw it behind him. And the Sooners turn him over on downs. Pistol look, Estrada in motion. Handoff Ebner running right, meets traffic. Drop, big loss. Asamoa again. Great start to this game for Brian Asamoa. A loss all the way back to the 33, and it's fourth down. It is over in Waco, 27-14. Baylor, the final. Sooner fans, be sure to catch Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, Thursdays at 7 on Sooner Sports Radio and Sooner Sports TV. No one gets you closer to Big 12 football than Sirius XM. Download the Sirius XM app and tune into Sirius XM Big 12 Radio for news, talk, analysis throughout the college football season. Try it out today and take your favorite Big 12 team with you on your phone, online, and at home. No car required. Okay, so uh, what we have figured out is Dave Aranda said after the game that he kicked the field goal for Big 12 tiebreaker implications. If there is a three-way tie or more in final Big 12 standings, the tiebreaker goes to uh, basically margin of victory. They add up the margin of victory between those three teams. So let's say, for example... OU, OSU, and Baylor were to all end in a three-way tie, they would add up how much each team's margin of victory was, and whoever had the lowest would be eliminated. And then the other two would go head-to-head. -head. So there is a scenario by which margin of victory could determine who gets into the Big 12 championship game. That is why Aranda kicked a field goal. It was had nothing to do with the play clock. He called a timeout so that he could kick a field goal and add on three more points there in the end.
in case that was part of the tiebreaker scenario at the end. And to be fair, Teddy, it's going to be tight. Yeah. So a three-way tie is not out of the realm of possibility. No, and I would say it, there's a chance that it may be likely uh, whenever you look at the, the way this whole thing may unfold here. So, yeah, um, that's forward thinking uh, by <laughs> Aranda in that situation, I guess. The, the, the real problem was the the fans storming the field is what really created the the bad situation where Lincoln wanted to get his players out of there, which I totally understand on his end of it. So weird ending to an otherwise good football game. Yeah, would probably in hindsight in a situation like that, let him kick a field goal with no defense would have been fine. You know, why yeah. go through the sure shenanigans of running some people out there and putting them in harm's way. But in the end, that's what happened. Uh, had nothing to do with why Oklahoma lost the football game. So let's talk about that. I I'm surprised. I know Baylor's got a good defense. I'm surprised Oklahoma had as much trouble moving the football today as they did, though. Yeah, there was a couple of times whenever we started to run the ball effectively and, you know, stay ahead of the chains where uh, it looked pretty good. But other than that, there was uh, times whenever we couldn't get going on early downs and it put us in predictable situations. And uh, that Baylor secondary is pretty good. They play zone coverage really good. You know, in the second half, whenever it started to feel like, you know, the momentum in the stadium and on the sideline, like we're going to win this thing for Baylor. They started winning a lot of those one-on-ones and the, and the protection that had been good for most of the game just wasn't there. 27-14 the final. Chris and Gabe with Lincoln Riley coming up soon. We'll take a look at the final stats as well. This is the Pike Pass postgame show. Sooner football from Learfield. Bohannon, play action, rolling deep, looking deep, lets it fly downfield, and Delarian Turner, yell, picked it off, intercepted, DTY. Tight pistol look here. Brooks is right up behind Williams. From the two, snap. It is a keeper. Williams runs right, darts it up, touchdown, Caleb Williams. And Oklahoma strikes first in Waco. OG&E play of the game today. OG&E, we energize live. Sooner scored first. Baylor scored last. A field goal on the final play of the game to make the margin of victory from 10 to 13. 27-14 the final. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma and OU Athletics have teamed up to recognize outstanding teachers in our classrooms and communities. Visit OUTeacherofthegame.com to nominate your teacher to be honored at an OU football game and win $1,000. We are awaiting the postgame comments of Lincoln Riley. I'm going to guess we've had a few uh, people who didn't listen to the broadcast tune over to hear what Lincoln has to say in the postgame today. Could be some interesting remarks after the bizarre yeah. uh, finish to that game, but, but we shall see. That should not overshadow, um, you know, the, the playing of the game itself and the Sooners fall for the first time today, and they... Uh, Probably, uh, Teddy, let's take a big picture here. Not out of the Big 12 championship race. In fact, they still control their own destiny there. Oklahoma wins out. They would uh, not only be in, but they would 
they would have be the only one loss team that would be in. Theoretically they could still get in with another loss because Baylor and Iowa State have two losses. We'll do that math for you coming up. But does this eliminate him from a college football playoff? Uh, I I don't think so. It's going to be really difficult though. You know, it's losing late. You know, we've we've come from pretty far back in the initial playoff rankings. And, uh, and been able to climb our way back into it and still make it. But we've never lost this late. And, you know, we already were not getting a whole lot of credit for being an undefeated football mm -hmm. team. So it feels like it's going to be difficult. But you have one loss. You win out, win the Big 12 championship. Who knows what happens in front of you? I would say right now it's going to be um, – Probably on the outside looking in, but there there are scenarios where you could still make it. Uh, I would probably say unlikely, though. Yeah, if you won out and looked great and a lot of other things happen, it's not impossible. The biggest part of that equation is winning out. And if you are no a doubt. Sooner fan and you watch this game today, you probably are yelling at the radio right now. They're not winning out. Right. So... Well, let me ask you, uh, is it, you know, what was the problem today that's got to get fixed? You see, and that's what's hard to say is, you know, usually you can point to one thing, two things that was, you know, the, the real problem in the football game, and it's hard to really isolate anything. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, felt like an evenly matched football game where there was some push and pull going on, and Baylor was able to separate, and I felt like Baylor dominated the line of scrimmage in the second half. In the first half, I thought it was it was fairly even. We were doing a good job protecting the quarterback. Weren't having a whole lot of success running it, but we were able to protect the quarterback and, and get some stuff going in the passing game. Second half, Baylor dominated the line of scrimmage. So um, now Baylor's offense is statistically the best offense that we're going to face down the stretch, but defensively Oklahoma State is better than that unit we just saw today that gave us a bunch of problems it it hearkened me back a little watching this game today to the West Virginia game this year mm -hmm. when it felt like the defense was the better side of the ball and the offense just couldn't get going you know and uh, or even the first half against Texas mm -hmm. and we saw the quarterback replacement today whether that was by injury or poor play it's been a wild year in that regard in which we've had games and even stretches of games where the offense was carrying this team or where the defense was carrying this team. Uh, you felt like sooner or later that was going to bite them, and today it bit them. Yeah. No, and credit Baylor, heck of a football team. You know, and that's one of the things is a lot of people watched that TCU game last week and made a decision that Baylor's not a very good team after all, and – I think that was just a perfect storm for them where, you know, there was a lot going on. They didn't play well. They're on the road. But we knew today, like always, we're going to get their best shot. Oklahoma always gets everyone's best shot, and today that was good enough to, for the win. The One Pass is your one ticket to 80-plus Sooner Athletic events and access to exclusive experiences. Go to Soonersports.com slash One Pass for more information on how to experience the best in collegiate athletics. Sooner postgame show is presented by Pike Pass. Hey, Sooners, don't get passed. Get Pike Pass. Quick break coming up soon. Postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley. He'll join us. This is Sooner football from Learfield. 
three and a half to go. Four wide receivers set. They bring a blitz. Williams going to run it himself, looking for a hole. Has one. Near side. Cuts at the 40. Swims by a guy. 45. Stiff arm. First down and out of bounds. Caleb Williams with his feet. 27-14 Baylor, the final in Waco. It's time now for the postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley, brought to you by Noun Hotel. And we toss it down to the locker room. Here's Chris Plank and Gabe Iker. All right, Toby, we're down here with Lincoln Riley, coach. Uh, this team struggled a bit today. What was your message to the team afterwards? Yeah, we didn't play well. Didn't play good enough football to win. Um, you know, defensively really hung in there. Uh, gave us a lot of opportunities. Obviously, offensively, you know, turnovers, penalties, just... Uh, um, didn't have a good plan, didn't call a good game. You know, we didn't. We had a bunch of opportunities to make big plays that we didn't make. Uh, those are plays that we've been making, didn't make, and they, they made more of them than we did. So, um, disappointing. you got to go play well on the road against good football teams, but we didn't play well. You, you ended up making the switch at quarterback. What Was that performance-related, injury-related, a little bit of both, or what, what went into that decision? Yeah, I was looking for a little bit of a spark. Wanted to settle Caleb down. You know, we had a couple things open there. Uh, a few times and just a couple, a couple of just mental mistakes that he made, um, and wanted to settle him down. And, and uh, you know, Spence had a good week of practice, so uh, threw him in there. But again, just really couldn't get much going. Coach, I, I know we have to be careful with what we say, but with player safety, that was a really tough situation. The officials put us in late in that game. H how do you respond to that? What can we do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Yeah, it was, it was a bad deal. Bad, bad all the way around. Ugly for, ugly for college football. Uh, rush field, let them kick field goal. Don't don't give them a penalty for I don't know twenty thousand people on the field. Um, so, I, again, I I'm not make that the topic. We got beat. Is what it is. It it seems during the game, defense had a lot of success first and second down. Just especially a couple of those drives during the second half, just had trouble getting off on third down. What what do you think the main issues were there? Yeah, that was the biggest difference. You know, early is is that they were much better on third down than we were. You know, we gave up a couple of runs, a uh, little, little screen pass, just a couple of small things um, that they did. That, and, and probably, if anything, you know, we did a good job. The most time we get the run game, we had a good penetration all day. The biggest thing was missed tackles. I mean, just so several times that we came, you know, then they tackled a lot better than we did. I mean, that was the they got out of tackles better than we did, and they tackled better. And it was that along with third downs were the difference in the game. Lincoln Riley coach teams have had an incredible knack for overcoming adversity. What's the key this week for this team to be at its best next week? Yeah, we'll, get, State? we'll get our chance. I mean, you know, we won the first nine, so it still leaves you in, in position to, to, to with, with everything still on the table. So, you know, we've got to we got to learn from this. We've got to move on. Uh, our last home game here against a great Iowa State team, so we've got to be ready to go. Thanks, Coach. Right. Postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley presented by Noun Hotel. Noun Hotel coming soon to a historic campus corner where service, community, and celebration are proper nouns. Follow at Noun Hotel on Instagram or Facebook. Any thoughts on what Coach had to say? Yeah, you know, third down there, he he said, and, yeah, that was critical. Um, we were not very good on third down offensively, and they were just a little bit better there. They were 5 of 11, and we were just 2 of 9. I mean, a lot of those third downs we were in ended up being third and really long because we couldn't get that, that running game going on first and second down, plus penalties uh, put us behind the chains quite a bit. We'll take a break. More post-game reaction coming from players and coaches in the Sooner locker room. First loss of the year, first loss in November in a long, long time. 27-14, Baylor wins it. This is Sooner football from Learfield. And he's got the ball. It is a handoff to Ebner, and he sat down for a loss by Jalen Redmond. I mean, they were on him on the handoff.
Welcome back. Pike Pass postgame show. Hey, Sooners, don't get past, get Pike Pass. 27-14, Baylor wins today. Let's go back downstairs. Chris and Gabe are with Delarian Turner-Yell. He had an interception today. Toby, we're down here with Delarian Turner-Yell. Um, first of all, man, way to grind, way to fight. I mean, the, the defense played pretty well today. How'd you feel overall about the performance? Uh, early on, I feel like we played phenomenal. You know, I feel like, you know, we were getting to keep, we were getting to getting them in the key downs, and you know, we stopped them. You know, and then we, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we forced them to miss, you know, two field goals. So uh, early on, I feel like we played, you know, phenomenal. We played great ball. You know, we were out there communicating. You know, playing hard, playing physical, and then late, late, I guess uh, I, I really don't know what happened, but we didn't, we didn't perform to our best ability late in the game. Yeah, you look at, you know, the fourth quarter in particular, right? Just Maybe on the field a little too much, a little worn down. Uh, it was kind of hot today mm -hmm. out there as well. Uh, is that, do you think those were kind of the keys to giving up some of those scores late? Uh, I, in my opinion, I just feel like, you know, we got lazy with our communication. You know, we, we kept saying the same thing like over and over and over. So we felt, okay, well, you know, we don't have to communicate on this, on this down. And, you know, came back to bite us at the end of the day. This team never stopped fighting, right. though. And that's kind of been its MO all season long. I would expect that to be the same this week. What's the key to getting things right next week against Iowa State? Right. Well, uh, first off, you know, we got to put this on the bed. Nobody likes losing. So, uh, you know, just, just getting this one out of our system as quick as we can. And, you know, we felt like we practiced, you know, pretty good last week. But obviously it wasn't enough. So, you know, we just back to the drawing board and, you know, just work, look back on things that we did in this game and just uh, work on those things, fix those things, and look forward uh, to Iowa State. I know it's hard to focus on the positives right. you know, when you don't get the result you want. Right. But, had to be nice having Woody Washington back out there with right. you guys, you know, in the secondary. Seemed mm -hmm. like it was uh, it was a solid performance for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, always great to have the guys back. You know, guys that that are experienced. You know, guys that have been in those big games, things like that. You know, uh, we made we were telling Woody, you know, this this week, dang, Woody looked like you never left. You know, and, and that's what you get from a from an older, experienced guy. You know, not much that he has to work on, even though you know he's been out a few weeks. So it was good to have him back. Also good to get two turnovers, uh, two yes, takeaways out right, there, right, too. Right. And that was a big hit, UNBA landed. landed. <laughs> man, hey, I give all the credit to him, man. I don't even I, take no credit for it. So practice, is that just refocusing this week? Right, yeah. Uh, just, just taking a look at this game, you know. Obviously, we didn't finish the way we wanted to. So, you know, this week, you know, finishing will be a big, big emphasis for us, you know, leading up into Iowa State. And hopefully, you know, we can uh, do the things that we need to do in order for us to be better next week. You, you got some young guys in that secondary with you. Uh, you're the leader in that group. You're the veteran right. in that group. Well, what was kind of the message to those guys after the game? Because you, you don't lose a lot at Oklahoma. Right. So it, it's a weird feeling. So what was kind of your message to those younger guys? Uh, like I just told them in the locker room, you know, there's no time to pout. You know, we can't go back and replay this game. Like the game already happened. You know, we lost. But obviously nobody likes losing. I told them, you know, we got a lot of ball left. The Big 12 championship still isn't taken away from us. We still have everything ahead of us, you know, that, that we want to accomplish this season. So I just told him, you know, no need to pout over this one, you know. You go into a heavyweight fight, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. And obviously, we're on the uh, losing end of it today. So just, you know, keeping those guys uplifted and uh, reassuring them that, you know, we, we're, we don't lose, like you said, we don't lose much at Oklahoma. So this isn't something that's going to be a, reoccur a reoccurring thing. We appreciate your time, Trouble. Yes, sir. Good luck Thank next you. week, man. Mm -hmm. Final stats and more postgame reaction coming up. Sooners fall to Baylor today, 27-14 to here at McLean Stadium. This is Sooner football from Learfield. He'll stop, go back right. It is a handoff Smith. Met at the 20 and planted. Akwebu, sit down.
27-14. Baylor with a victory over Oklahoma today. Uh, Toby and Teddy back with you. Chris and Gabe down in the Sooner locker room. We got more post-game reaction uh, coming up soon. Let's take a look, though, at the final stats now, Teddy, and jump in whenever you want. Brought to you by Taco Mile Fresh Max. Uh, total yards, OU had 78 rushing yards, 182 passing today. Uh, 260 total yards for Oklahoma. Baylor, 296 rushing yards. That's a big number. Only 117 through the air. Baylor, 413 total yards. Hmm. Time of possession, an over 10-minute advantage for Baylor. About 10, 10 and a half. Third down, Baylor 5 of 11, OU only 2 of 9. Bears went 1 for 2 on 4th. Sooners never went for it on a 4th down. Individual numbers, Caleb Williams, roughest day as Sooner quarterback, 10 of 19 passing, 146 yards, no touchdowns, 2 interceptions. He was sacked 3 times. Spencer Rattler, 4 for 6, 36 yards. He was sacked twice. Kennedy Brooks, 13 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Caleb Williams, who I, I thought Teddy would be a big factor in the run game today, had 10 carries but only 17 yards, did have a touchdown. Yeah, that's whenever you look at those some of those statistics right there, the thing that really sticks out is those five sacks for Baylor. Uh, that's way too much, giving up five sacks in a football game, especially in a close football game whenever – you know, down and distance matters a lot. You look at that third down conversion rate, two of nine for us offensively. A lot of that, a lot of that is because some of those third and longs, because of negative plays, tackles for loss, sacks. So that was critical. Mike Woods leading a receiver today in terms of catches and yards. Four catches, 53 yards. Jaden Hazelwood, two for 51. Jeremiah Hall, two for 24. Marvin Mims, just two catches, only 17 yards today. Brian Osamoa played a great game, I thought. Ten tackles to lead the way for OU. He had one and a half tackles for loss. Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon, 12 for 21 passing, 117 yards, one touchdown, one interception, one sack. Abram Smith, 20 carries, 148 yards. He averaged 7.4 yards to carry. Gary Bohannon, nine carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. He averaged a tick under 12 yards a carry. He was a big factor with his legs in the second half. Yeah, and that's when they really got rolling whenever they started that, you know, that play where he was keeping it off the back end and following the, the tight end with the split action. Uh, it was really similar to the play that we saw against Kansas uh, that Bean had some success with. Yeah, that, that really started to open their offense up whenever Bohannon started to keep some of those plays. Tyquan Thornton. Four catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Their leading tackler, Terrell Bernard, had nine. Postgame stats brought to you by Taco Mayo. Big appetite, bigger savings. Download and save today. Quick break. When we come back, we'll head back down to the Sooner locker room. We'll hear from Jeremiah Hall next. 27-14 Sooners fall in Waco. This is Sooner football from Learfield. 
on the Sooner Sports Network. From Learfield, Sooner football has been brought to you by Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Stores, Farm Fresh for over 50 years, Chick-fil-A, download the app to earn rewards, Homeland, your homegrown advantage, Pizza Hut, official pizza of the Sooners, and by... Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Welcome back to the Pike Pass Sooner Post Game Show. To handoff, it's a reverse. They give it back to Bohannon. He wants to throw. Now he's bottled up. He's dropped. A big loss. It's a sack. Isaiah Thomas back at the 43. Baylor tried to get tricky. Sooner postgame show presented by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get past. Get Pike Pass. Tough day in Waco for Oklahoma. They fall today, first loss of the year. 27-14, Baylor wins it. Sooner fans, be sure to catch Sooner football 2021 with Lincoln Riley presented by Integris Heart Hospital. Log on to Soonersports.com for air times on Sooner Sports TV. And we go back downstairs, Chris and Gabe, are with Jeremiah Hall. Toby, Jeremiah Hall joins us. You've been through a lot of games. Um, what's been the key in your career to bouncing back and, and overcoming adversity, Je uh, Jeremiah? You know, at the beginning of, or really throughout my time here, you know, we always believe in being a family, uh, being there for your brother. And it's times like this uh, every year that really shows whether you're there for your brother or not. You know, 10 times out of 10 so far that I've been here, everybody normally steps up, and uh, we found a way to bounce back. Just looking at the performance offensively, uh, obviously uh, not the type of guys, type of performance you guys anticipated having. What, what do you think uh, the main issues were? Uh, you know, believe it or not, offensively it wasn't terrible, but we had too many plays where it was one or two guys missing up their assignment. And um, going into halftime, you know, we, we acknowledged the fact that if we could get those, those plays straightened up, that uh, we would have a chance. And uh, sadly, we never did and uh, ended up losing the game because of it. You know, um, there's nothing official, but it didn't look good. When you see a guy like Caleb Kelly go down like he did when, you know, he's fought through so much, it's, that's a bit of a gut punch too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Caleb's one of my best friends, so um, I hope he's okay. Uh, it really hurts my heart seeing him down like that, but um, we'll see uh, what, it's look like, what it looks like. We talked to Coach Riley about the quarterback change, and he just kind of looking for a spark. When you guys make that change, what, what was kind of like the discussion on the sideline, just kind of rallying around Spencer, I assume? Uh, you know, there's really no discussion. It's, it's just, you know, we got to go out there and, and do our jobs. Uh, we believe in both quarterbacks, no matter who's in, Caleb or uh, Rat. So uh, it, it was really just all hands on deck. We got to go. I, I know this is a very overly optimistic approach, but even whenever you're down three scores, you guys go and take the ball right down the field and score. I think Jeremiah, in a lot of ways, that speaks to that never-say-die attitude for this team, right? Yeah, you know, it just goes back to the fight that we have, and it shows that we're always in the game no matter what. But um, like I said before, you know, we weren't able to come back on this one. You're one of the leaders on this team, right? You're a captain. What was, what was your message to the guys in the locker room after the game? You know, we still got football left. You know, we can't. We still, we still have goals. Um, and uh, we'll just see how the rest of college football plays out. But uh, for right now, um, we're focused on winning the rest of the games we have left. Always appreciate your time, man. Yeah, thank you. Dr. Tim Shannon, Dr. Mark Revels, orthodontics exclusively proud to present the junior captain of the game. For info on how your child can take the field with OU team captains, 
Go to orthoexc.com. Thanks to Jeremiah Hall for joining us. We'll take a break. When we come back, Alex Grinch standing by. Sooners fall 27-14 to today in Waco. This is Sooner Football from Learfield. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, Sooner Football has been brought to you by Taco Mayo. Big appetite, bigger savings. Download and save today. And by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is the Pike Pass Sooner Post Game Show. You can send your questions to Sooners at OU.edu or tweet them to at OU on the air. It's time to talk Sooner football. Second and 15. Bohannon back to pass. Lobs one deep near sideline. Has a man. Thornton caught it. Then it's knocked away. DJ Graham knocked it out of his hands. Incomplete. A great play. A big play for DJ Graham. Listen to Sooner Sports Talk presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue with head coach Lincoln Riley. Tuesday at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman at 7 p.m. Toby and Teddy back with you. Before we go back down to the locker room, uh, just kind of updating you. So here's where we stand, Big 12 standings-wise, after this result today. OU at 6-1, and one, still on top. OSU could join them with a win tonight. They're at 5-1. and one. Then you've got Baylor at 5-2 and two and Iowa State 4-2. and two. Iowa State playing right now. They trail Texas Tech in Lubbock 14-7 to seven, uh, into the first quarter up there. So we'll see how that goes. Remaining schedule, uh, Baylor will play at Kansas State next week. That'll <laughs> be interesting. Kansas State's Kansas rolling State, right yeah. now. They are a good-looking football team at the moment. They won again today over West Virginia, 34-17. Baylor closes out the regular season back here at McLean Stadium against Texas Tech. Oklahoma State has TCU tonight in Stillwater. Then they go to Lubbock, then Oklahoma at home. Iowa State is in Tech right now. Then they go to Norman next week, and they close out the regular season with TCU. So um, Sooner still in the catbird seat as far as making it to a Big 12 championship game. They went out there in. It's potential they could get there with still one more loss uh, in seeking a seventh consecutive Big 12 title. Again, if you joined us late, Dave Aranda has said the reason for kicking the field goal there at the end was for potential tiebreaker scenarios. And if there is a three-way tie or more in the final Big 12 standings and all of the three teams uh, head-to-head have beaten each other, then they would go to point differential. So that's where uh, going from a 10-point win to a 13-point win today could potentially help Baylor. Uh, Lincoln Riley, uh, had he, he talked to us after the game. He also had a media availability where he wasn't happy with how the whole situation was handled, um, you know, bringing his team back onto the field and what he felt was a dangerous situation, why a penalty was not assessed on Baylor there when, when they had fans all over the field. And he also said, I wouldn't have done that. He said that's against the code of sportsmanship, I believe, is what Lincoln Riley said. So shots fired there a little bit, which probably doesn't matter. Uh only kind of maybe comes off as, well, I don't know how it comes off. You can interpret that. But if potentially these two teams were to play again, could could make for some interesting 
week of fodder if Oklahoma and Baylor somehow found their way into a Big 12 championship. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's – and I I get the point differential Mm -hmm. situation. I understand that. Um, You know, they they earned their way down the field on that drive, but it it was weird. The way that whole thing unfolded was weird, and it it just – it made it worse whenever the the crowd stormed the field, and you know the OU players were put in that situation. The coaches, Lincoln, and those guys. That's what made the whole thing feel really bad, right? After all of that, you're going to come back out and kick a kick a field goal. But yeah, this this conference is going to have a wild finish. I have a feeling nobody in the Big Twelve is going to shed any tears for Oklahoma. Nope. Uh, for a variety of reasons uh, this year. So mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is. Well, we heard the SEC chant mm-hmm. late coming from the crowd for sure. Let's go back downstairs. Chris and Gabe are with Sooner Defensive Coordinator uh, Alex Grinch. All right, guys. We're uh, here with Alex Grinch. Coach, obviously a tough loss, but this defense really seemed to play well in stretches today. What was kind of the, the, the key for this defense today? Yeah, you know, you, you, you wish the, the story was different coming. I mean, there, there's a stretch stretch of time in the bulk of the game, and it doesn't work that way in sport. you got to finish, you know, and, and so we got to coach better for 60. we got to play better for 60. Um, and so it, it's gut-wrenching to, to suggest that the story goes a, a different way when you look at the yard total and the point total and ultimately not getting the outcome. Um, I thought we battled. I, th- I thought uh, um, certainly, you know, as, as you go through the course of the game, there's opportunities. Got a couple takeaways. Needed to to do more there uh, there in the fourth. You say one play can't beat you. You know, we're probably guilty of that tonight. The one explosive run um, that uh, you know kind of uh, uh, you know put uh, obviously points on the board, but but also. Uh, uh, kind of create a lack of resolve on our part in the fourth quarter. And that, that can't happen. We talk about it a lot and uh, um, just got to do a better job. You mentioned the one explosive run for Abram Smith, but other than that, do you think your de- defense handled the zone running game pretty well? I thought you guys, you know, a lot of penetration, a lot of tackles for loss. Yeah, and in, in so many ways, you know, you you uh, you don't want to discount those. And, and, you know, it's something that we've been, been hunting for a long time. And, um, again, it, it's, it's a shame um, that that the narratives, you know, not not uh, it can't be that, you know, it can't be, you know, that uh, we battled and kind of found a way to get a win, uh, you know, from a defensive standpoint, and uh, uh, you know, finally, you know, I talked so much about finishing in the fourth quarter. Um, we've done that many, many times, and, and uh, um, got, got to find a way to, to put them in a better situation there in the fourth to finish. How nice was it to have Woody Washington back and out there playing? How, how, I know you've still got tape to watch, but yeah. how do you feel like he performed in his first game back? No, it's just good to get him back. You know, you know, the, the, you know J- Jalen Redman, uh, you know, back, back a little bit. You know, I was battling a little bit of an illness. Uh, just to tack on to, you know, kind of what, what the year has been like for him, um, battling the flu. But, uh, um, no, you know, you, you look out there, and, and one of the things in four-quarter, you know, battles, you, you – you know, the more depth, the better, uh, the ability to rotate in some of those things. And so, no, I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to need Woody here at the end. Brian Osamo was a guy that kept showing up, right? Uh, thought he played one of his best games. Uh, I know you're looking for any positives, you know, when you don't get the result that you want. But uh, I assume the way that Brian played was one of them. No, it certainly was. I mean, he, he, you know, playing fast and, you know, linebackers playing downhill. 
you know, running side on the sideline. You know, there's opportunities out there that, uh, you know, when, when uh, you know, someone else doesn't make a tackle, it's an opportunity for you, and you got to look at it that way. And then there's no reason, to, you know, one missed tackle on the line of scrimmage doesn't turn it, you know, has to turn into, you know, explosive run, for instance. And he's one of those guys that kind of, Kind of a sweeper at times for us, and and and, uh, um, and, and so it, it uh, seeing a guy play fast and uh, do a nice job for us, and so no, there, there certainly are, you know, you, you lose, and uh, it's been a long time since we've lost, um, and and I'll, and I'll say that, but uh, um, it hurts, it stings, um, but you, but you got to um, the, the job for all of us is. Uh, correct the things that we, we made mistakes on, and we're going to enhance the things that we're good at. We're, we're, we're still good at some things, you know, uh, even in uh, defeat. And uh, um, so that, that's our job, and uh, uh, we got to play our, our best football game next week. Yeah, and then just real quick, one final thought, Coach. Key going forward now. Good hard practices, tough practices next week. No, and that's what it is. I mean, I, you know, you either believe in preparation or you don't. You know, and then, and uh, you know, we kind of earmarked that over the course of the season at times. That that, that has not been uh, maybe a feather in our cap. I, I don't look to that uh, this particular week and, and 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 chalk that up to poor preparation. I thought we were prepared. Um, I think the uh, for the bulk of the game would suggest that we were just that. Um, and and so no, it's it's. Uh, it's back at it and, and, and making sure that, uh, you know, the, the, you know our, our mindset is to, to get better this week and, and be one of the few teams that, get, that, that continues to improve in uh, November. And uh, um, you, 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 can't just, uh, you can't just do your job when, uh, when you win. You got to make this, this, this part of this sport. And uh, um, we got to do a better job as coaches and uh, make sure that uh, we put these guys in a great spot next week. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. It's Alex Grinch. The Whataburger Pico de Gallo Burger is back. Two fresh all-beef patties, melty pepper jack cheese, creamy cilantro lime sauce, and fresh Pico de Gallo. It's a whole lot of fresh, meets a whole lot of flavor here for a limited time. Teddy, when we come back, I need a mid-first bank player of the game today. Sooners fall 27-14 to Baylor. This is Sooner Football from Learfield. Second and 15 from the 25. Two tight end set. In motion, Sneed. Back to half pass, Bohannon. Look at middle. Steps up, throws. That's caught by Steed at the 20. Hit hard balls loose, and it's picked up by Benito. Awesome Owen Turner Yale. Covered by the defense. First down. Two takeaways today for OU. That one, our Pizza Hut delivery of the game. No one out pizzas the hut. 27-14, Baylor wins it. Teddy, I need a mid-first bank player of the game today. How about Brian Osamoa? Yep. Thought he played it. really well. Uh, he was great defensively. He was coming downhill. He was flying around sideline to sideline. Had the big hit right there uh, as we came in. Forced one of those turnovers that Benito was able to jump on. Uh, he, he was aggressive out there. Looked really good running around. That's the right answer. Brian Osamoa, our MidFirst Bank player of the game today. MidFirst Bank's a premier partner of OU Athletics. And your exclusive home for the OU Visa debit card and OU Rewards credit card. Visit midfirst.com slash Sooners for details. Midfirst Bank, true to your money, member FDIC. Sooners suffer their first loss in November since 2014 to Baylor. Baylor got them 48-14 on that day, and they end the streak today. A lot of streaks ended today. We'll run down that list in a bit, but let's head back downstairs right now. Marvin Mims is standing by. He is with Chris and Gabe. Toby down here with Marvin Mims. All right. First of all, tough loss, but are you okay? Everything okay with you uh, after taking a shot earlier? Yeah, I took a couple shots, but, I mean, everything's feeling fine. Probably feeling in the morning, but nothing too serious. You guys, you know, lately you guys have been 
doing such a good job of producing big plays in the passing game. Those just didn't come today. What 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 kind of went wrong there? I mean, man, I'm not I'm not really sure. I mean, we just weren't really connecting today like we kind of did in the past. Um, I'm going to have to go back and look at film just to see exactly what was going on. But, I mean, obviously, you know, watching the game, playing in the game, I just wasn't there today. This team had a rough stretch last year, started one and two, and ran the table. Do you see this team after, I mean, 9-0, and tough loss here, but you feel like this team can run the table the rest of the way now? I mean, yeah. I mean, one loss, that doesn't change my mindset on the team at all. I mean, last year we were 1-2. and two. It was my freshman year. I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, we broke out, went undefeated for the rest of the year. So, you know, going 9-0, and taking one loss, I mean, there's no doubt this team has what it takes. There, there was no doubt coming into this game, uh, Baylor is solid defense. You know, what are just some of your thoughts on what you saw from them defensively today? Yeah, I mean, they're hard-nosed defense. I mean, they're going to do the right thing that their coach to do. They're going to hit hard. They're going to be in the gaps. They're going to do everything, you know, that they need to do. And, um, you know, they just played defense better than we played offense today, and that was just, you know, obvious out there watching the game. But um, it really took us out of our game, and we can't let a defense do that to us. What um, anything that changed for you? I know it went through the quarterback change and tried to change a little bit of the momentum, but what was that conversation like for you guys on the sideline? Anything change? Um, nothing much. Not much of a conversation going into it. I mean, we just had to like kind of gain life and um, you know try to pick it up towards that last stretch of the game. You know, going halfway through the third quarter, but um, no conversation really. Right. Obviously, not the result you wanted. Uh, what do you think the mentality of this team's got to be moving forward here these couple ne- these next couple weeks? Because Still two really good football teams you guys still have yeah. to play. Yeah, I mean, two great football teams. One's at home, one's away in a really hostile environment. But, um, I mean, we just got to hit the hit the nail on the head, um, especially on Monday coming back in. I know the morale is going to be kind of low, you know, after a tough loss like this, especially after being 9-0 and all that stuff, you know, the media and all that. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we got to keep playing. You know, the season's not over. You know, one loss. I mean, last year we started off 1-2. and two. Now we're 9-1 and one after going 9-0. and oh. But, um yeah, I mean, this one hurt, obviously. But at the end of the day, we still got to go back, go back to work and keep playing football. We still got a long season ahead of us. Marvin Willis, appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sooner Post Game Show presented by Pike Pass. Hey, Sooners, don't get passed. Get Pike Pass. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. It's easy. Sooner fans, come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products, the Sooner Shop, the official fan shop of OU Athletics, located on the west side of Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Open Monday to Saturday, 10 to 5. Sundays, 10 to 3. Curbside pickup also available through the Oklahoma Sooners app. We'll take a break. A little bit more ahead, including a look at the uh, scoreboard around the Big 12 and around college football. Some interesting scores in the afternoon wave going on right now. We'll look at those next. This is Sooner Football from Learfield. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, Sooner football has been brought to you by Allstate, score savings worth celebrating, championship savings for the win. Welcome back to the Pike Pass Sooner postgame show. Shotgun this time, man in motion, snap. It's a option pitch, Ebner met by Pat Fields, and he got it for a loss. Looks left. Throws a deep one, far side. Hazelwood, a comeback catch, oh, and wow. breaks free to the 30. 25 to the 20, 15, and he's down at the 13. He banged off two defenders and somehow kept his feet. Oklahoma in the red zone. 2.30 to go from inside the one-yard line. Handoff Kennedy up the middle, touchdown. 
Kennedy Brooks one yard touchdown run with 226 to go makes it 24 13. Baylor wins it 27 14. Not a good performance by OU today. Bizarre ending. Lots to discuss in the week ahead. Lots of streaks coming to an end today. OU's 18 game nation's longest winning streak snapped today. Excuse me, 17 game winning streak snapped today. Uh, 35 straight games, they have scored 30 points or more on the road. That was snapped today. They had seven straight wins over Baylor, snapped today. 23 straight wins in the month of November, snapped today. And Lincoln Riley suffers his first loss in November as a head coach, now 14-1. and one. Uh, Teddy, our injury report brought to us by Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Apply now for health care benefits at mysoonercare.org. I guess the major concerns, Caleb Kelly? Yeah, he, he didn't look good walking off the field. Um, he was down out there. looked like he knew something something bad happened and walked off under his own power. Uh, looked pretty, pretty disappointed. Don't know what it is, but usually whenever he – he, he kind of gave the indication that he knew he did something bad. But I don't know. Let's hope for the best there. We have a, a quarterback with a hand that's been stepped on. So that'll be a storyline, I'm sure, this week. Uh, well, when when they asked Lincoln post game, he said he didn't mention anything about the hand. He said that he was looking for a spark. Now, right. I don't know if if it's just him trying not to make you excuses. Or, I haven't asked you about the quarterback change. Right call, wrong call. Uh, well, i I didn't think uh, I didn't think Rattler did anything bad. Whenever he went out there, he. Um, you know, he was under a ton of pressure, got sacked a couple of times, thought he threw a couple of really nice balls. But I don't know. Caleb came back in and, you know, he threw a ball up to Hazelwood, made a great play that, that turned into an explosive play. I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know that it really mattered at that point. You know, I, it, it's, I think he was just trying to look for a spark, a little change up, and didn't really get one, went back to Caleb and, and was able to go down and get a touchdown. But, but by that point, we're – what, at two and a half minutes? So It'll be a talking point mm-hmm. all week, that's for sure. Let's take a look at the Jana King clean sweep of scores from around the Big 12 and around the country. How about this, Ted? 21-7 now. Texas Tech leads Iowa State out in Lubbock about midway through the second quarter. I don't understand it. The, the Iowa State, yeah, I thought that team was going to be really good this year and – Kind of limped out of the gate, and we thought, okay, yeah, they've they've started slow in the past, but they're going to play their best football towards the end of the season. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I'll say this though, I don't care what they play like yeah. against Texas Tech; <laughs> they will not look like that against That's us. That's right. Kansas State beat West Virginia thirty-four seventeen. Wildcats are on a roll tonight. Kansas at Texas, and TCU at Oklahoma State. You think that'll be an interesting game, or will the Cowboys handle them? I I don't know. I. I think the Cowboys will handle them, especially being able to to watch what Chandler Morris did to this Baylor football team last week. You know, I, I think that that caught their attention, and they'll be able to to dial in on some of the things that they, some of the ways they used him. I think Oklahoma State wins, but I, I, you know, they're not they're not so good offensively that they don't turn the ball over a couple of times and dig themselves a hole. Top twenty five games going on right now. Number one, Georgia behind. We haven't said that much, if at all, this year. 
Josh Heupel and Tennessee lead 10-7 early second quarter. Georgia's got the football. All right, Hype, I see you. <laughs> Let's go. Number 31, uh, 10-10. They just kicked a field goal, so the game's tied at 10. Utah, number 24, Utah leading Arizona 31-20, third quarter. Ohio State rolling early second quarter. They lead Purdue 35-7. to Purdue knocked off Michigan State last week. Number 20, Iowa up on Minnesota, second quarter 10-3. UTSA now one of three undefeated teams down nearing halftime against Southern Miss 7 to 3 and in the first quarter Michigan State leads Maryland 13 nothing finals number 2 Alabama beat New Mexico State 59 to 3 number 6 Michigan big road win in Happy Valley today over Penn State 21-17 Jim Harbaugh's team hanging around yeah and, uh, I just saw some highlights from that game and Michigan looked pretty good that offense is Slowly looking better and better. We're setting up quite a game in the big house at the end of the year. If this oh, continues. we know what's going to happen there, don't we? <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> Mississippi State, Mike Leach's Bulldogs mm. go into Auburn and win today 43-34. Yeah, uh, they play tough. They got a good quarterback throwing it all over the yard, and they got beat by the officials last week uh, with Arkansas. Should have won that football game. Number 18, Wisconsin. I think they're emerging as the best team on the west side of the Big Ten. They beat Northwestern 35-7 today. Later tonight, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Notre Dame goes to Virginia. NC State at Wake Forest. Arkansas visits LSU. Uh, we mentioned OSU. Oregon hosting Washington State tonight. And San Diego State gets Nevada. That's your clean sweep of scores from around the country. Janet King's the king of clean. One final postgame timeout. We put a wrap on it here in Waco when we come back. Sooners fall 27-14 to to Baylor. This is Sooner football from Learfield. Snap back, hold down. They kicked a field goal, and they made it. That is unbelievable. Lincoln Riley looking for a handshake. Here comes everybody storming the field. The Oklahoma players are caught in the middle of it. Lincoln Riley is caught in the middle of it. And that, Lincoln Riley's in the middle of a student mosh pit right now. That is as poorly handled of an end of game as you could possibly have. Oklahoma lost this game fair and square. But that is an embarrassing end to this football game by the officials, by Baylor, and everybody involved. And Baylor added salt in the wound by kicking a field goal on the final play. Lincoln Riley still battling his way through the crowd. He is now out to the 10-yard line, and I can't wait to hear what he's got to say after the game. Not quite all the OU players are off the field yet. And there are thousands of Baylor students. Welcome back. Final segment, Sooner postgame show presented by Pike Pass. Sooners don't get passed. Get Pike Pass. A bizarre ending to a football game, just one of the Many storylines this week. The big storyline is Oklahoma did play well and they lost, and and uh, Baylor was the better football team undoubtedly today. But it uh, ruffled some feathers the way it ended, and uh, we'll see what comes out of it. One unfortunate thing that we have uh, just learned: uh, Caleb Kelly has tweeted moments ago, "Looks like I've played my last game in the Crimson and Cream. I love you, Sooner Nation. I gave everything I had and went out on the field." You all turned a California kid into an Oklahoma man. We've made a lot of memories that I'll cherish forever. Hashtag Boomer Sooner. CK out. Mm -hmm. That's from Caleb Kelly, which obviously 
indicates he suffered a significant injury there. Yeah, I hate that for him. Uh, gosh, he's been such a good player here, such a good leader here, uh, has done everything the right way his entire time here. Hate that it ends that way for him, but glad that he got another opportunity this yeah. year to come out because he, he has helped this team. They moved him to that. Made one of the biggest plays of the year. Yeah, they moved him to that rush backer spot, and he's been a factor. A couple of uh, straggling stats from Stats Kelly. Baylor had two 100-yard rushers today. It's the first time a team has done that against OU since Kansas State in 2017. Hmm. Penalties big today, too, Ted. OU had nine of them. Yeah, some costly ones, too, uh, and in some pivotal moments. You know, uh, had a 15-yarder. Uh, gosh, and it was just – you knew it was a weird day whenever Burkich misses a couple of field goals and hits a kickoff out of bounds. Let's take a look at this week's upcoming Sooner Athletic events. OU back home, the home finale Next Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kickoff, the Iowa State Cyclones will be in town. We'll have pregame coverage for you starting at 9 a.m. from the party at the Palace Fan Fest there on the north side of Owen Field. This look at upcoming OU events brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Teddy, I'd like to always give you the last word. Well, we'll see what this team's made of. This is not an easy one. You're undefeated. You came in off a of bye week. Um, you you matched up against a, a really good football team that was ready for you. And, you know, the week before, the TCU game, you know, I in Oklahoma the, the following week, and we, we saw why that team was ready to play. And um, we're going to have to bounce back. we still got a lot of, a lot of goals that are in front of us. Uh, win a Big 12 with one loss, you've got a shot to make the playoff. We'll see how everything unfolds. You never know how, how it all unfolds in front of you, but all you can do is win the next one uh, that you've got. So we'll see how they bounce back. We'll figure out what's going to go on at quarterback. We're going to figure out what's going to go on, uh, you know, defensively to, to bounce back because, you know, and I'm watching Iowa State right now. They're down 28-7 to, uh, to Texas Tech right now. And I'm just kind of laughing because I know they're going to come in and look like a Super Bowl football team against us in Norman. So – uh, don't look at that score. You better be ready to fight your tail off next week. The Oklahoma Highway Safety Office is a proud sponsor of OU Athletics and wants to remind you that drinking and driving is deadly and illegal. Together we can end DUI. Visit enduiok.com for more information. I want to thank our great crew today, Chris Plank, Gabe Eicher, Teddy Lehman, spotter Andrew Shepard, Dennis Statz-Kelly, engineer and producer Drake Dyken, Sideline engineer Tom Shores and Daniel Anderson back in the Sooner Network studio. Long day in Waco. Final score one final time. Sooners suffered defeat for the first time in 2021. It was Baylor 27 and Oklahoma 14. Until next Saturday, back in Norman for Iowa State, this is Toby Rowland saying, Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, Sooner football has been brought to you by OG&E. We energize life. OU Health, the future of health is here. And by MidFirst Bank, exclusive home of the OU Visa debit card and OU Rewards credit card. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.